0: Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts,
1: Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I am Adam Todd Brown. I'm the other guy. And That is Connor McSpadden, just finishing up his drink of water.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> That's a how ritual. we start every podcast. We started uh, last episode where. I'm like I gotta I, I I like hydrate for a podcast like how Michael Phelps carbo loads just like <laughs> six pancakes before the race and then I just burn it off in like forty five seconds. So he always throws to me I'm I'm expecting a little more vamping, but it's just like, all right man, nah. I'm tired. Yeah. But you know, this you know, let's get right into it. I don't vamp. This brother is, <laughs> Do you even vamp, bro? That's a that's a an old school uh, you know, radio host listening to a podcast or like you guys don't even know how to reset after a break. <laughs> You're not giving out the time or the weather or the travel? Well, it would vary from location to location. <laughs>
1: yeah. We do have a block of the Doobie Brothers coming up after this break. So. We're
2: playing the side two of the whatever the album. I almost broke up with a girl over the Doobie Brothers one time because she was a, uh, a musician. And, you know, so I was, too, at the time. And, you know, we played music together. And then she w- wanted to watch this live Doobie Brothers DVD. And it's like two hours. And we watched the whole thing. And I'm, like, going insane at 30 minutes because every Doobie Brothers song sounds the same. Like Yeah, great exactly musicians. the same. Great man, You know it's, I have no problem With the doobie brothers But I was just like Crawling the wall And I was just like Ugh. And she could just tell I, I, And I Deal with my emotions About as well As you'd expect me to So I'm yeah. just sitting there Becoming <laughs> quietly enraged And she's like Are you okay I'm like Yeah I'm fine Yeah I'm fucking Yeah everything's fine <laughs> Doobie brothers just, Great Yeah and every song Ends with the 20 minutes Before the final crash <laughs> Symbol And it's just like God fucking damn it. Uh so what are we talking about today? We're talking about the Denver Airport, a long and storied conspiracy in the unpop's uh, history annals.
1: Long long, long history here. We we're big fans of war horse. That's what we call war horse. Yeah. The the horse that's outside Lucifer. the Denver airport. The Lucifer is what the locals call him.
2: The red eyed stallion. He is uh He's a... Sounds like what they'd call like a really strong albino guy, like from like you <laughs> know red The eighteen hundreds. He's just like what well, won a bunch of like you know obscure like you know local wrestling mad The red eyed stallions <laughs> moving from town to town. There'd be like a weird shitty mimeograph of him, you know, just like beating the shit out of some guy at a farm.
1: He's almost invisible because technology <laughs> was shitty back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should get uh, we should get those on shirts.
2: Ooh, the uh, oh, You you should get the uh, <laughs> get the red eyed get a fucking. I forgot what his other I, name was. Yeah, already. I already War forgot. Horse. <laughs> yeah, 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 War Horse. Yeah, yeah,
1: Warhorse. Oh, uh, we do have War Horse shirts coming really soon. Oh, sick. So yeah, the Denver airport. Let's talk about a little bit of the the history. The Denver airport opened on February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five. It was sixteen months behind schedule and two
2: billion dollars over budget. Here's one question I have: Is our airports are those? Is this like taxpayer money, or are they, are they? is it a privatized thing? I think it would have to be taxpayer money. I think it is. I wasn't completely sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's a group that owns the Denver airport. I mean, besides the Illuminati, obviously. Yeah, besides but,
2: the you know Liz Tech, nothing to see here ventures. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but they're not. They're not into. Putting their own bills, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they figured out a way to pass it so- off to when the public. Goes
2: this like long over like schedule and over budget. It's probably a government thing, you know. Yeah. Cause they they didn't earn the money, so they have no like you know problem with spending it frivolously. Right.
1: Yeah. This is probably why weed is legal in
2: colorado now i still d- paying <laughs> off the bill
1: from this airport
2: that's a good point yeah everyone thought it was the joe rogan's proselytizing about the mountains but it's <laughs> not they just, we just really screwed the pooch on these fucking lizard bunkers <laughs> by the way i like how the, episode eight of this conspiracy theory podcast and i'm already sounding like a fucking libertarian over here <laughs> I'm like well yeah i mean when you do nothing to earn that money you're not you, there's no incentive for you to spend it judiciously <laughs> but that is insane i mean that's yeah because it, it was like 2.5 million that's like Oh that's 150% more than they thought or 125% more than they thought it was going to cost.
1: Right. They ended up spending 4.8 billion dollars. It's as twice as large as the next largest US airport. That's
2: enough to fund the war in Iraq for almost 15 minutes, I mean. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty pretty uh, penny.
1: But uh that's still a huge amount of money even for the size of the airport. Uh And it's like
2: unnecessarily huge.
1: Yeah, it's super huge. I mean, it's the biggest airport Does Denver handle that many flights though to justify it? It's
2: like a it's one of these cities that's almost like a rural city where it's a large metropolitan area, but it's kind of in the middle of nothing.
1: Yeah, and this airport is in the middle of like sixteen or like six it's sixteen miles outside the city, and it's on this big, huge swath of empty land that used to be very hilly. And that's part of the conspiracy, too. Now it's all flat, and people think that's because of all the excavating for the bunkers underneath.
2: Yeah, it's twice as large as the next largest uh, U.S. airport, and it's farther away from Denver than their old airport. Right, which,
1: according to most people, was fine. Like They had a perfectly fine airport. Yeah. There was no huge need for the Denver
2: airport. I mean, I don't know if they're just trying to pick up like more like layover business, you know, like make it a bigger hub and bigger, more room with swastika runways, which we should probably address (laughs) at some point. We will get into those. Uh, I I like that they've recently opened an exhibit. Uh,
1: Yeah, they do like tours on Halloween now. Yeah. Which I need to get out to one of those for sure. Oh, definitely. But, uh, yeah, because it's not like it's hard to fly there, especially from LA. No, no take no. us about forty-five minutes and cost maybe hundred bucks. Oh,
2: totally. To fly from here to Denver. I mean, that's t- <laughs> what are you doing with Adam for his birthday? Uh, <laughs> no, well, well, he wants to go to the Denver Airport go. Halloween tour. Well, I almost feel like doing that is a brilliant. If it is an Illuminati bunker, a brilliant marketing move where it's just like, yeah, this is such a joke. I mean, if it was real, would they be giving tours? Like, well, maybe. I mean, they just don't tell the guy with the vest that's, you know, a a struggling actor (laughs) (laughs) that this is where Prescott Bush's robot body is going to be hidden. That's a callback to last episode. But (laughs)
1: last episode, that's going out after. That's
2: going up two weeks from now. (laughs) Yeah, just as I remember that the Princess Diana one was going to be coinciding with the anniversary. So, (laughs) my bad. Never mind. Oh man, I tell you, these podcasters—they don't know how to reset after <laughs> breaks. All right, they're always <laughs> plugging shit in reverse order. And let me hear them do a live live read for a, a vitamin supplement that doesn't work. I don't think so. <laughs> so
1: the uh, yeah, so so some people thought that there was no really no reason to build this airport, uh, and and that I think kind of kicked the conspiracy off. Like people were wondering what's what's the point. Yeah. And so let's talk about some of the weird things about this airport. For one thing, the runways are laid out in a very unique pattern which could best be described as swastika-like.
2: Yeah, if you look at it, uh you can if you see it from a birds-eye view, it's a fairly easy to google. It doesn't doesn't not look like a swastika. Yeah, I mean it's it would be It's not like super swastika-y. That wouldn't be probably what the first thing I think of if I saw it.
1: Yeah, the dimensions aren't perfect.
2: But it's swastika like. It looks more like one of those like wh- you, when you see someone try to draw swastika in the bathroom and then realize that they you know did yeah, it backwards. Yeah, they fucked it up. Yeah,
1: they're like, I meant the one that means peace. <laughs> points a different way. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Same <laughs> one, pal.
2: A lot of believe it or not, a lot of swastikas uh, being drawn at Chino High School uh, in the uh, in the late uh, aughts. And uh, no wh- way. What we used to do is go just turn them into windows, like just like, finish <laughs> them out, you know, and play like tic tac toe or whatever on them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um.
1: So yeah, that's one of the oddities. And like you said, it it is kind of with this it's almost sort of a hiding in plain sight thing where if this is some sort of vast conspiracy, they're being very open and very obvious about it, which you never know, maybe that's the Illuminati's new 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 tactic.
2: But uh Yeah, kind of hiding in plain sight. I mean, it doesn't it's not the it's not the craziest idea I've ever heard. Yeah. And, and it's also I feel like by virtue of being so far outside of Denver, like this seems like a good nuclear fallout type sitch. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also
1: the, you know, the swastika thing, I—that's I, the one part of this that I look at it and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then also, have you seen like those maps of D.C. where the monuments all make like, uh, like Illuminati stars? Yeah. Like. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe they're going for that aerial, that breathtaking aerial world domination view. Yeah. That you can only get from <laughs> flying above DC. I don't know where well, the fuck I, I'm I going mean, with this. Like
2: one of my thing like with things about these things is like I I don't see the need for symbolism really if I'm like doing this, you know? Right. Like if uh, you would think like a group of oligarchs that, you know, just care about self-preservation like I I I think if that's me, I I think like good branding isn't super high on my list of priorities right you know so yeah. that almost makes it a little more dubious to me but there is some creepy shit
1: yeah well the dedication stone that's a creepy thing yeah it's in the lobby i've seen this thing
2: i have too actually before i made, I made a little visit there because uh, i i'd heard about it on the show from adam before when i had a layover one time
1: and let me make it a little bigger so i can the uh, the At the bottom, it says the New World Airport Commission, and it lists the names of a few different companies that contributed, and just the way Freemason... I mean, it's got a Freemason symbol on it. That's what yeah. uh, the Freemasons do, and it... Or it's a really weird Google doodle. I don't know. <laughs> right. And uh, to the left of the Freemason symbol, it says the most worshipable Worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge F&AM of Colorado and Jurisdiction Claude W. Gray Sr., Grand Master. Like,
2: and you see that he wrote wizard, but they had to use rock whiteout and record. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing is creepy. It's a. Yeah. It's
1: also a, a time capsule. I don't know what's in it. Um, probably like smallpox. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, and like King Tut's like dick. But this is one of those things where, you know, people, you can't look at this and not have questions about it if you're a conspiracy type.
2: Like, this is either, like, uh, a bold-faced, like, you know, declaration of purpose of this, you know, uh, over-inflated spending airport. Or it's just a really bad, like, graphic design move where somebody's like, oh, I'm going to make it look all badass and a yeah. cult. <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, yeah, it it's... You, yep. get, you certainly are selling a lot extra, a lot of extra Cinnabons because of that. But I don't know if it was a great move.
1: <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the Georgia Guidestones. Have you ever seen those?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, Where it's like keep the, the population under a hundred thousand. Yeah, it's yeah. like a
1: message to the future world. Not a it's, not a
2: bad message, really. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a message I could get behind. But five hundred thousand, goddamn, that's gonna take. It's gonna be some. That's gonna
2: be tough. It's I'm, gonna take some work. Probably not gonna make and the to, cut to keep people under. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, well, I, mean, I don't know. We have really good podcasts. They're they, gonna need those. So yeah that's what uh, that's my only hope i'm like well i mean what are you gonna how are you gonna entertain yourself we're
1: gonna burn them to cds and then just open our jacket a whole bunch of cdrs <laughs> there
2: we have a uh, we have a fan of our uh, of my podcast mean boys that's going to jail for six years so we're gonna try to send them the new episodes on cassettes every <laughs> month because i think you can send cassettes into jail so i'm gonna look into the logistics of that just because i think it would be hilarious that's and awesome because he's like yeah the show really meant a lot to me and yeah i came along when i was going through all this stuff and i'm like i just think it'd be funny if there's a guy in jail listening to your podcast on a cassette yeah that would be great probably the only podcast to ever be distributed on cassette
1: yeah that's fantastic yeah uh yeah me and jeff put out our split comedy album on gold cassettes oh that's rad as yeah, hell i didn't was, know they were gold it was one of our uh kickstarter rewards it oh was, nice you could get a gold cassette version
2: they're so pretty. How many Fucking people do you think have actually listened to it on a cassette deck?
1: On a cassette deck? Yeah. Probably not a lot.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I haven't even listened to it on a cassette deck. <laughs> we
1: did uh, for one of our... You're just taking our...
2: their word for it that it's on there. I think <laughs> I think bands that sell cassettes now, I think they're just like, ah, it's in there. They're like, I can't yeah, check, they're all you know? Yeah,
1: they blank. That would be funny as yeah, shit. Yeah, I totaled
2: my PT Cruiser, so I don't have any vehicle in my life that has a cassette deck <laughs> in it. By the way, my PT Cruiser got totaled when I got hit by a guy in a different PT Cruiser. <laughs> That's so perfect. Who had no shoes while it was raining, (laughs) wearing black dress socks, and his proof of insurance had coupons for the insurance company attached (laughs) to the proof of insurance.
1: That's amazing. Who was his insurance company?
2: It was like fucking the Big Al's Crazy Insurance. It was just some stupid company that shouldn't exist. Big Al's. Like one step lower than Adriana's. Oh, yeah, from all the bus ads. I see her all the time. Yeah, she's big where I'm from. Uh, Anyway. So yeah, there's this this creepy rock. Did in... she make the five hundred thousand on the Georgia Guidestone? So Adriana from uh, Adriana's insurance. She's pretty cute. She is cute, photogenic. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna need to insure our like you know our trains that uh, that carry like the people to the soil green factory. So
1: yeah, yeah. She'll have to insure them to make sure they make it to the factory.
2: Yeah. That yeah,
1: there'll be room for Adriana. Congratulations, lady. <laughs> uh, so also on this Guidestone, or on this uh. This, uh, it's called a capstone in the the Denver Airport lobby. There all, are also people who point out that if you add up the date, it adds up to thirty three, which is the highest level of Freemasonry. But no, the you that's only the nineteen and the nineteen ninety four. If you add March in, then it adds up to thirty six. Yeah. Which that one, and I that's feel just like how
2: old Adriana is now. So yeah. <laughs>
1: I feel like if they were trying to be sneaky there, they would have just... Put the stone there three days earlier.
2: Yeah, you could have you could have rushed it. You know, you could have had w- one of the bathrooms out of order for a, you know a week and a half. Yeah. to get your like numerology agenda in place. That's like the Riza's book from Wu Tang. If you ever read his book called The Tao of Wu, he believes in all this bullshit, crazy numerology. Oh yeah, like, they're Nation nuts. of Islam on like bullshit, and it's like fucking crazy to read. They believe
1: white people were created in a lab. Oh my by buddy, an evil black scientist
2: named Yakub. Yakub, Yaku, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy uh, Kyrie about this, and he was raised to believe that yaku made white you know out of like <laughs> pig's blooded and shit and i was like that is awesome
1: <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite
2: details oh, it's fucking it's, it's and there's so, so many
1: rappers who believe that oh because yeah it's, yeah. A, it's like I, one of the main nation of islam i can't blame Tenets. them
2: <laughs> yeah i mean we've earned that rep oh definitely for sure i'm like a pig are you sure it wasn't a rat or some <laughs> kind of lower mammal <laughs>
1: um so the uh yeah the date doesn't actually add up to 33 and again under the mason symbol it credits the new world airport commission for helping to build the airport and for conspiracy theorists obviously they take this as a sign that this
2: is related to Uh, the new world order their suppliers at fourth reich building
1: (laughs) which if you're a conspiracy theorist why wouldn't you take this as some sort of sign that the new world order is real
2: I almost think at a certain point there's got to be some like bureaucrats that's just like fucking with people. Y- yeah, you for know, you sure. You think that's possible that there's just some guy who's like, eh, let me just uh, arrange the 9/11 memorial like a star of David just and see what that con- conclusions people draw from it or whatever. Is that a real thing? No, I not... just, I oh, just okay. made something up. That's right. I would have been irate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so well, the... well, yeah, they they say that the uh, the, the name New World Airport Commission uh, comes from like uh the like the official story is that it's from like the name of a symphony is that right
1: Yeah it was uh the New World Airport Commission and this is a thing we'll we'll watch a video clip from the Jesse Ventura conspiracy show that covered this and when they talk about this capstone the guy who's showing Jesse Ventura around uh Jesse Ventura goes New World Airport Commission what does that mean <laughs> and the guys like nobody knows and they just walk off and people totally know yeah there's there's an official story dude he was an arts advocate who died in 2010 and the name is a reference to dvorak's new world symphony and the commission was created only to orchestrate the denver airport's opening festivities sure let's let me find out (laughs) the circumstances around that death before i before I buy any of that.
2: Well, that's, you know, it was it, it was just had a one-time thing. It's like when Jello Biafra was in that band with Chris Novoselic called No World Trade, uh, No WTO Combo or whatever, and they put out that album on uh, Alternative Testicles or whatever. Yeah. Uh, tentacles. I don't know why the name of it <laughs> alternative is. Alternative
1: but... Testicles.
2: <laughs> that's the worst Stiff Little Finger song that's ever. That's the
1: name of the record label Me and Connor. Alternative
2: Testicles. All Cassettes. <laughs> Eight tracks and uh, flash drives, like the White Stripes tried to do in the late two thousands.
1: I thought of doing that for one of the boxes too, doing flash drives with like all the back episodes. Because we have, at this point, like five hundred podcast episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. that we've
2: recorded, and just give them like an apocalypse pendant, you know, yeah, that you could take with you.
1: Yeah, when this all collapses. Yep. We won't have electricity for you to listen to those on, but you can look at it and admire it.
2: Every circuit board in the nation is going to be fried, but maybe some aliens will be able to reverse engineer the... Uh, the yeah. Po- that would be great if that was the Rosetta Stone of the human race was you and me being like, <laughs> yeah, maybe this airport is gay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it is dick shapes. I don't That's know. That's a good
1: point. We should save this podcast forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's go. Let's send this out on a fucking Voyager 3. <laughs>
1: People also had noticed strange markings and phrases around the airport. And a popular theory is that they're an alien language.
2: Uh, this one here reads, uh, here I sit, broken hearted, uh, tried to shit, but only <laughs>
1: Um But the, the strange markings are actually Navajo language characters. And reference to other artists in the airport, like the, uh, the one on the, the right in the notes, just says Villarreal. And people were like, "Oh, this is an alien tongue. <laughs> what kind of alien speech is this?" I don't even think the human mouth can pronounce this. There's also these crazy-ass gargoyles in the baggage claim area. Yeah, that uh, seem to be out of place. But the official explanation here is that if you look close, they're just gargoyles popping out of luggage. So they're not out of place at all. Which that still seems out of place to me. I don't, yeah, why just, are there gargoyles in it, people's luggage?
2: It's a bad aesthetic choice. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Cre- I mean, I am I, I fully enjoy the, the macabre imagery and the occult or whatever, but this is just, it's not even a very good-looking gargoyle. It's, yeah, it's just a bad call. It's uh, And also, there's
1: no way you could fly with that thing. Yeah. Like, you're not getting through airport security with that gargoyle. <laughs> In your fucking suitcase.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's got more than 12 ounces of liquid inside of him. <laughs> uh, presumably, the blood of children. I don't know exactly how gargoyles assist uh, Someone sustain sh- themselves. Someone
1: should try and just get a gargoyle statue through their l- luggage.
2: I got a fat ass knife through security one time on accident. Wow! I flew up to uh, to Portland for a gig, and then as I was flying back, they're like, "Oh, you gotta, you can't have this." And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Pull out this knife." I was like, "I flew up here with that. (laughs) (laughs) I had a full like three inch, like flick it open, like not not quite like a gravity knife, but like a a hefty pocket knife that my friends had given me for my birthday, and it was a fucking bitching knife. So I had it in my backpack or whatever, you know, just you know, as I'm going around town. Not not for stabbing, but you know sometimes you need a knife. and right. it, it's yeah. Cool. I like to play with it or whatever. But yeah, I've got that on a goddamn plane, and that was ter- scared the shit out of me. This uh, an, an Unpops fan sent us all weapons.
1: At one point, he <laughs> sent me a knife. Uh, that it, I I could murder a motherfucker with it for sure.
2: Oh yeah, like a big Bowie knife. Or yeah, whatever? it's it's a it's a
1: flip flip
2: open. Oh, kind is it of, a switchblade kind
1: of deal? No, it's not an actual switchblade. Oh, okay, because you can get
2: them where you can open them almost like a switchblade, but it's not single button. You got to get your index finger.
1: Yeah, it's kind of kind of like that. But guy in,
2: it, my guy in middle school had a switchblade. Those are fucking sick. If you have ever actually got to play with one of those.
1: Yeah, well, they're still. I mean, they're technically you can buy them on the internet. They're not really. Yeah, there's there's like modified
2: versions. I know what I'm spending my Patreon money on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wrote an article once for Cracked about all the crazy things you can still buy online. And, like, brass knuckles. One of the weapons he sent us was brass knuckles. For oh, because Jeff. they just
2: market them as paperweights. Right, right. Right? And with... A sw- with my tobacco pipe, my paperweight, <laughs> and my letter opener.
1: Yeah, well, with switchblades, there's, like, one particular mechanism that's illegal, and knife manufacturers just started using a different mechanism that still works kind of the same way as a switchblade. Oh, okay. And you can buy those. Uh, I forget exactly what they're called, but... Yeah, you can still buy that Switchblade <laughs> in air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's the gargoyles uh and then and then there's the art. The the art is one of the the weirdest features of the Denver Airport. They have a collection that's reported to be valued at over 14 million
2: dollars. And again, I just feel like keeping this shit on display near a bunch of like fat assholes with Cheeto fingers is a silly idea.
1: Yeah, what did Denver do to deserve all this cool shit in their airport?
2: Right? Like if you've got if you're gonna like commission a bunch of really expensive art, like put it in a place where people can go see it, and like, you know, regardless of whether or not they need to go to Tampa. You know, <laughs> exactly. like, it's basically yeah. like the admission to this art museum is like a you know two hundred dollar fucking yeah. plane ticket.
1: You have a shitty layover in Denver, and it, and even then, if you've been to the Air- Denver airport, which you have, it's not that easy. It's so big, it's not that easy to get around. No, it's humongous. Like
2: you don't want to go. It's in like kind of a big ring.
1: Yeah, and you don't want to go from A to the A concourse to the B concourse just to hang out because you have to get on a fucking train for one thing. Yeah, like who knows how long it's going to take to get back
2: also having a train there. It's not good if you if you got world new world order conspiracies surrounding you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I did kind of a party fall one time. I was I took a Jewish girl out on a date to the Getty and I didn't know that you had to take a train <laughs> up the hill. So I'm sitting there with my blue eyes and my Hitler youth haircut and I'm just like, Ah, oh, so the weather's nice." <laughs> I she didn't think of it. It was just something that was so funny to me as a comedian. I like, Do I bring this up? Do I know that it's date 3? Is that the date where you get to, in, you know, insinuate anti-Semitism. Okay, let's fill feel, feel it out. I think that's the
1: rule. I yeah. think date three, you get to start letting the anti-Semitism fly.
2: It's not. A I'm mo- a date
1: two guy myself, but <laughs> you know, to each their own. Yeah, you get a little drunk if, you're mo- if you
2: got more traditional values than me. Yeah, you start telling her some Prescott push. <laughs> Conspiracy,
1: thing. Prescott Bush, the official mascot ah. of conspiracy. The show. If
2: you look at him, he looks like a vampire. He d- looks ghoulish and evil. <laughs> he just. L- looks... Will someone
1: please make a stuffed Pres- Prescott Bush doll and send it to plush us? Plush Scott Bush. <laughs> Prescott plush. Plus plush Scott. I like plush Scott. Yeah, me too. So the art in the Denver airport. The most famous one
2: is. Uh, its its slave name is Blue Mustang. <laughs> Which is when you get that weird uh, infection in your pussy and it becomes yeah. <laughs> an internet meme. I just found out about that Blue Waffle shit recently. If if you're listening at home, don't Google that. If you don't know what it is, don't be like I, me and learn. I don't know what it is,
1: and I don't want to learn. Like, no. if you don't want people to know what it is, then I don't fucking want to know.
2: I'm not. I, I'm so squeamish. You'd think I wouldn't be, but I'm real squeamish about any kind of like gross medical stuff or gore of any kind. Oh, yeah? Like, uh, can't handle it. I can't even watch CSI. Wow. Yeah, I hate that. I mean, I, I've, I'll write a thousand you know, dead baby jokes or whatever, but like actually seeing it, it's like, oh, I don't need to see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the blue Mustang, his the, slave name. The blue Mustang. Iconic we at look- this point. He's fucking badass looking. Yeah, it's a, it's a
1: great fucking statue. We, around the UnPops network, refer to him as War Horse. <laughs> Uh Last year, for Christmas, we did an UnPops Warhorse Christmas special where me and Jeff May told the story of how... War Horse came to town one Christmas. <laughs> and it's still one of my favorite things we've ever done on this network. Go I, back and find that. I gotta check that out. It is an epic, epic story. I wrote it in a day. I went to a free music website and, like, pieced together, like, a score.
2: And like, What do you, you gotta wrote... do on Mean Boys is just steal all the music from YouTube via vid2mp3. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that makes sense, It's a good
2: move. Well Eventually, I'm gonna get popped for something, and it's gonna be a big deal.
1: Oh, well, you just put your you'll get like automatic copyright notices when you upload stuff to YouTube. Oh, I we got, got it. A ton. I, I
2: got it. My inbox was flooded the other day when I like <laughs> put my backlog on. It was just like ting 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 that episode that every episode has ads that are making money for other people now. Yeah. 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 No, uh he, he it kind of looks like Paul Bunyan's like big blue ox and like, you know, like the yeah. pegasus from Hercules kind of put together.
1: Yeah, it's it's an imposing figure. If you're driving in to the Denver Airport at night and you see that thing, it's it's a fucking sight. That's for sure. Yeah. But also the Bron- Denver Broncos are a team, and this doesn't it's this isn't unlike their '80s uh, uniform mascot, which was just a big blue horse.
2: Also, isn't, isn't it like a different kind of horse? Bronco and a Mustang, or is that the same? Uh, I l- know. Listen, from- I don't I don't see breeds. Okay. <laughs> We're all horses. Yeah, we're all the same horse. What's funny is when my my I come from a family of like professional horse raisers. <laughs> <laughs> is it real. My my grand grandmother uh, had a farm and raised and bred like race horses and shit like that. And uh, the way she will talk about horses because she loves horse racing is like the way you hear like you know like Nazis talk about eugenics. She's just like, look, unless it's an Arabian, it's not going to win. All right, you might see the Mustang coming like second or third, but I mean, really, you got to have an Arabian. Wow, you know, like their skulls or the the shape of them makes them more aerodynamic. I reckon you are like, <laughs> oh my god.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, dope. I heard a girl on a date once.
1: I was at uh, out at a restaurant with someone else, and there was a girl sitting next to us, and she was
2: clearly on a date and just talking about horses the whole fucking time. I don't, this I don't know. I don't want to come across uh, you know sexist or whatever, but I don't understand what women think is so cool about horses. They're big, stinky, mean animals.
1: Maybe it's a sex thing, just the motion of riding a horse. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> or maybe they're fucking horses. I don't know, man.
2: I, I think that just made it immeasurably worse. Maybe it's just the big dicks in the in the fucking yeah, motion. Yeah, maybe they, they've seen that zoo documentary. I don't know. I've always just thought they were just I, completely uninteresting. But my mom goes ape for horses. Every <laughs> every woman I feel like I've ever known almost is just like loves horses. I'm like, I just don't get it. You heard it
1: here first. Fuck horses. <laughs> fuck horses and fuck horses, both like sex thing and
2: oh and yeah yeah we should concept get, okay should get back to it. Uh, anyway, the nuclear bunkers.
1: So, well, some people believe that this horse is a representative of the horsemen of the apocalypse, harbinger of the apocalypse, and the New World Order. It's got really uh, troubled beginnings. Oh, also, the, the glowing red eyes have also helped fuel the conspiracy, because that's a weird feature. That's a weird aesthetic choice. Yeah. Yeah. And they even glow during the day, which is weird.
2: I feel like it's bright enough where you see them glow in during yeah. the day. Wow, that's a lot of wattage going in. Whole lot of wattage. (laughs) Wattage. Is that that's Mike Watt's new solo project?
1: (laughs) We are on the. We do a Nirvana fan podcast, and we were talking at one point about Kurt Cobain's early years writing songs, and one of the songs he wrote was called "Wattage in the Cottage." Really amazing. That never made it on Nevermind. Was that is it? Was that like on Fecal Matter? No, this was like pre-fecal matter when he was just like jamming at people's houses.
2: Oh, okay. And so there, I don't think re- it's
1: a song that's ever come out.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, you heard some of, that, some of those weird unreleased like solo tapes on the uh, About a Sundock. Those are yeah. pretty cool.
1: Um, the, so the sculptor of Warhorse or Blue or Mu- Blue Mustang, what the fuck? Warhorse. <laughs> uh, he was killed in 2006 when a well, it- section. Of the horse fell on him while he was making it.
2: Well, his name is Luis Jimenez, which is clearly some kind of alien language. I sure, mean, that's yeah. possible by the human Yeah, text.
1: so they got this Anastasi guy to come down here from space.
2: Yeah, they they found one of the one of the mines. Uh, they, they they sent him back from the other side of the moon <laughs> to commission this from him. Yeah, I mean, that's just. <laughs> Well, it's like one of these things where, like, did someone topple the statue onto him to keep him quiet about its intentions? Because was he like, all right, I'll make this horse statue, but you got to let my family have a space in the bunker. <laughs> they're like, nice try, nerd. <laughs> Tink.
1: Yeah, he was apparently had finished it and was trying to move it, and a Don't piece of Don't move your it own horse on. statue. That's yeah. like st-
2: that's statuing 101. You pay people to do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, when it was installed in 2008, Residents were up in arms calling it ugly and demonic and saying it was cursed. But the red eyes were not meant to be demonic. Instead, they were an homage to Jimenez's father, who was a neon sign artist, which, look, dude, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Like, no, don't, don't homage your father in public like that.
2: You're, you've literally created a, a, a massive web of speculation just because you wanted to do something nice for your insignificant, I'm sure very nice dad.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Like I mean, my dad died when I was real young, but I don't, like, put clips of him talking on the soundboard or anything. No. I don't have clips of my dad talking.
2: <sighs> it has got really sad.
1: I mean, not that. At, so.
2: at least it wasn't an neon sign artist. Am I right? What a fucking loser! <laughs>
1: what a piece of shit!
2: Yeah, my dad helps advertise for strip clubs. He <laughs> was a great man. He's an artist. Yeah, well, calling it ugly, demonic, and cursed—it's something can't be cursed if it was made in 2008. All right, curses yeah. are for things from
1: yeah, curses and religions. You can't gotta... have started back when. In recent times.
2: I'm not buying that anything's cursed unless it dates back to, like, at least, like, Vietnam. Like, maybe some weird jungle voodoo <laughs> or some shit. It sounded more racist than I wanted it to. Just, I was picturing, like, weird, you know, indigenous, like, fucking temples or what. I don't even know. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, at least, like, 73 is my cutoff for cursed artifacts. I feel like that's fair. Right. But 2008... All right, if Katy Perry currently had a, a, a song on the charts, you can't have anything that was possessed by the devil.
1: <laughs> There's also the murals, which are one of the weirder features.
2: Oh, These are fucking
1: badass. Yeah, these are them. by an artist named Leo Tanguma, who...
2: I don't know what kind of alien he is.
1: Yeah, I don't... I, I think he's a gray. I wonder if we can get him on Skype via whatever planet he lives on. <laughs> uh that would be interesting. We should just talk to this guy and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. But instead, let's speculate about his paintings a little more. Uh, there I mean, is... We might need
2: some more iTunes reviews to get him on the hook. <laughs> I think you might be like, hmm. These, uh,
1: these murals have been cited as evidence by conspiracy, th- conspiracy theorists. Conspiracy dirities Conspiracy deities That there is either a secret Masonic apocalypse shelter, an alien colony, or a secret CIA base beneath passengers' feet. Because, again, that's exactly how a secret CIA base
2: would work. You want to put clues and tip-offs up top so people know. I mean, that's kind of the thing about these, the, the one thing that makes me you know, skeptical about this, or one of the things that makes me skeptical about this is, like, we used to have NORAD inside the mountain, right? And that was like a nuke-proof fucking bunker with all the right. our systems in it. But now the nuclear bombs we have would just vaporize that mountain instantly. I mean, I feel like that the, the Denver Airport bomber might keep you safe if, like, North Korea nuked Denver with, like, their, like, shitty, like, swap meet, like, plutonium, Right, right. You know, but if any, like, name brand country, like, nukes Denver, they're going to have a much more powerful, like, this is, I feel like, 16 miles outside of town, I think that's still toast.
1: Yeah, I, I think you would have to, though, if there was, say let's say there was just a mass of people hiding under the Denver Airport in the event of an apocalypse, you would have to bomb those bunkers directly to guarantee you're going to kill all those people. Yeah? Just because of the way we we researched it for an episode of Pretty Scary. And the way nuclear weapons work, if you're underground when that blast goes off, as long as you stay underground long enough for the fallout to pass, you'll totally survive. Really? Like, there's a really interesting New York Times article uh, You would have to Google it. I always forget the name of it. But it's about this uh, study that came out. Uh, I think it was Department of Homeland Security did this study. And if there was a nuclear blast in Los Angeles, uh, obviously everyone within the blast radius is going to die. But if the people outside the blast radius, if everyone just took shelter in their car for as long as it would take the fallout to pass... Uh, we would lose like a hundred thousand people.
2: Which really, like, once you get out to like San Bernardino or wherever. Well,
1: the further out you get, the better you are. Yeah,
2: and if, if you're the it, only good, t- the only time it's good to live in Beaumont. <laughs>
1: exactly, and if if we were in this building and a nuclear weapon went off, if we could just get to the hallway and kind of chill there while the fallout passes, which could be a matter of uh, like a day or two at most. You'll live like it's a nuclear war is a very survivable thing. A lot of what we think. That's crazy. A lot of what we think about nuclear war is based on science from the 80s. -hmm. Like the idea of a nuclear winter, for that to happen, these a a series of firestorms. Would have to, which are a real thing that nuclear weapons cause, where there's so just,
2: they light the fucking uh, jet stream on fire.
1: Yeah, there's just so many fires that it kind of turns the atmosphere into fire. Yeah, but that would have to happen almost globally for a nuclear winter scenario to happen. Like if North Korea were to bomb Alaska, unless they're really fucking accurate, there's a chance they might not even kill anybody <laughs> because if it like. A nuclear weapon that explodes above the surface doesn't create that nuclear fallout. Nuclear fallout happens when a bomb hits the surface and surface material flies up with all this radioactive material Mm -hmm. and becomes radioactive itself and gets distributed throughout the world via wind and whatnot.
2: Yeah, convection.
1: But when it explodes above the surface, like what happened at Hiroshima, the casualties are mostly just going to be the people on the ground in... the the direct path of the bomb. That's why there wasn't like massive fallout that affected other cities after World War II. After we dropped the bombs on World War II, and it would kind of be the same thing here. Interesting.
2: So or it's like if you if you if you pop one off in the upper atoms for you, you create an EMP. Yeah, which I always am scared about. Yeah, because again, how do we podcast? Again, that's really this is It's really all that this comes down it's to. It's kind of all I've got going on. I and wonder if they have podcast studios in the bunkers under the Denver airport. Am I going to have to become like 3 Dog from Fallout <laughs> <laughs> and play the same 12 songs while I make these ISIS jokes? I hope not. I would be into that, though. It would, I mean, be, it would be fun. It'd be
1: a good bit. Yeah. Carry I, you through the apocalypse. I feel like I
2: could, get, I could get a lot of mileage out of the character. Don't get me wrong. And yeah, I'm certainly for sure. not going to be turning down any opportunities from the Illuminati. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I could distribute my cassettes, I guess, <laughs> my podcast cassettes.
1: So let's talk about these murals. Uh, they're called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. And the other one is called Children of the World Dream of Peace and they've been at the center of these conspiracy theories uh for as long as these conspiracy theories have
2: existed and they kind of look like the liner notes for like a shitty herbie hancock album
1: yeah yeah it's
2: bright and weird
1: and then you th- th- but then you look at them closer and there's a lot of violence
2: in oh them. yeah there's literally a a robot nazi stormtrooper stabbing a dove in the taint with a scimitar while a city burns around him with an assault rifle in his hand. And while
1: children cry underneath him.
2: Oh, yeah. Just there's I, also the kids. I lost that detail because <laughs> I was looking at the scimitar tainting of a dove.
1: And then there's also... Oh, why is this happening? There we go. Uh, there's also in the the left panel of Children of the World Dream of Peace... Children from many cultures come together to destroy swords and daggers that are sheathed in the flags of many nations. In the smaller right panel, a menacing soldier impales a dove with a saber while brandishing a machine gun. And theorists point to the German fascist type soldier killing peace with his saber and forcing the other countries to give up their weapons and submit to the New World Order.
2: Yeah, if you look at these pictures individually, you're like, okay, that's very clearly a condemnation of war as evil, and then that's clearly saying we should all— But if you look at them together, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to force you to (laughs) pretend to be happy and disarm, you know?
1: Yeah, and the thing is, even if the—you know, what people—the defense of this is that these are murals that are meant to be taken as one long continuous story, and even if that's the case, it's a terrifying fucking story— like there's some dark before we get to all the rainbows and happy kids at the end. Oh yeah, and none of it seems good. No, like the even the part where the kids are destroying flags of other nations. Like that seems like some new world order shit. It's
2: it's like any like it's like you know, a corporate rebranding where it's like yeah, I guess McDonald's can try to sell itself as a classier place, but we're gonna have to pretend that that aioli is good for a long time. <laughs> And this, I, I was thinking, if you're gonna have a one world government, like the, I really think the best flag would just be the Futurama flag, where it's the American flag, but instead of the stars, it's the globe. Yeah, <laughs> I really think. I don't think you could top that. I think that's perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah, that and that's probably what it will be.
2: Yeah, it'll probably just be like a blue flag, you know, a blue flag with the globe in the middle of it. Yeah, someday. I think that's probably gonna happen. I think that I think I'm at a very very least gonna start to see the beginnings of that in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe we are already with the Denver airport.
2: Yeah. Could have already started. Right? Uh, They're just going to shake the etch-a-sketch and then go uh, wait for shit to cool off in the fucking vaults.
1: So the the subject matter, the thing about these murals is that this artist, this is kind of his thing. He is a Denver-based Chicano artist who, throughout his career, has combined symbolism from history and mysticism... With the techniques of the 20th century Mexican muralist. Quick, name your favorite 20th century Mexican muralist.
2: Uh, the Diamond Street Gangsters uh, <laughs> in my neighborhood. They keep the property values low, so they don't build more tower block apartments uh, by graffitiing everything. That's a good choice. Yeah, that's I'm a, a big
1: fantastic fan. choice. Yeah. Uh, he frequently separated uh the the context of his work kind of from the creation, and it. This, he says, tells a a hopeful story of peace and environmental stewardship following times of war and pollution. So, you know, conspiracy types really focus on the negative, but there's positive in those pictures, too. Still creepy as shit, though. Yeah, Like, you're never going to... Uh, to convince me
2: otherwise. I think, you can, I think you can get that message across, maybe in not quite as poignant a way without making it super creepy, especially because this is a very public space. Right. You know, it's like if, you, if you're painting a mural in an elementary school and you know it's just a cheetah decapitating a drug dealer, it's like, well, yeah, I think drugs are bad, but I don't know if this is the <laughs> best way to sell this to the community.
1: I would have been psyched if that was on the side of my school,
2: though. Oh, so would every kid. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> the fucking PTA would get their dicks at a bunch about it.
1: Uh, one of the things people do point out about this theory and how up in arms people get about the art is that there's plenty of boring art around the Denver airport also. It's, you know, there's a statue of an astronaut. There's a, Not
2: a name-brand astronaut either, not a yeah, John Glenn. Yeah, Jack Swigert? Not even a Michael Collins, you know.
1: He's probably the one who time-traveled forward to tell them what they needed to build to protect us in the Denver airport.
2: You guys got to legalize weed? <laughs> Maybe a <laughs> couple of three-story buildings? You know how I think they do this? I think this is what's going to happen in my dystopian sci-fi novel. They have a big, like, TED Talk-type thing in Denver, and everybody, like a G20 summit almost, you yeah. know, and there's, like, a music festival where they have all the ta- some of the most prestigious musicians and, like, you know, comed- all this stuff, and then they're, like, they're having an after-party, and they're like, all right, get on the train. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> get on the train. <laughs> Trust us, and then and then get to the airport. And then the movie follows one guy who like snuck in and bullshitted, and he's really worried that people are going to find out that he's not (laughs) one of the special (laughs) Illuminati. We seem to have five hundred thousand and one people here. Is that right? That's so (laughs) odd.
1: So so the uh, yeah, let's talk about those bunkers. Yeah, Uh, there are theories that hidden beneath the airport's underground baggage transport tunnels is a secret bunker or series of bunkers. Designed to house billionaires and global political elite in the event of an apocalypse.
2: That's mostly just an abandoned hallway where the janitors play with all the confiscated throwing stars from people's <laughs> carry-ons. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's full oh, of Illuminati going on down here. Fucking drinks a Colt forty-five, <laughs> tries to hit a cardboard box with a ninja star.
1: But at the same time, it, doesn't it make sense that a place like this would
2: exist? Definitely, like it it does. That's the thing. Part this of is the like the one percent.
1: I'm I'm probably gonna get together and be like, okay, so where do we go? Like we yeah, like we know it's gonna happen. Where do we go when it happens? Like that's their
2: version of roommates. Like even like rich people. Like look, we're gonna need to to go in with Oprah and Brad Pitt on the bunker. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it. uh
1: granted, some people also believe it's where the lizard people, aka the reptoids. Uh, <laughs> that's from Rats, right? Underground that base. <laughs> And others believe there's evidence of an alien cover up or special facility down there, which I still, if I'm picking between those, I like Apocalypse Bunker. Apocalypse
2: Bunker makes the most sense to me.
1: Like everything about the way that airport is set up makes Apocalypse Bunker seem like the most sense.
2: Yeah, and if I I I, I believe that uh, intelligent life exists, but I don't think that I think they're real laissez faire with humanity. I don't think they've ever visited. I doubt they yeah. have, you know. And I think if I was if I was going to, I would. I think that... you know like it sounds silly because it's a fucking you know television show, uh, but uh, the prime directive seems like a pretty good you know mo for this kind of thing. Like I'd be pretty yeah. hands off unless they, like because uh, I I used to try to do a joke about this until no one realized thought it was funny at all. Uh, is that Oh, uh, why do only stupid people and rednecks get abducted by aliens? Well, that's who I would go abduct—the dumbest people. And I'm like, all right, Cletus isn't ready for the warp drive yet. Once yeah. the lowest common denominator is on the average, you know, advanced <laughs> right. enough to handle the technology, then maybe we'll start telling them about the, you know, cosmic neighborhood. Yeah, completely has nothing to do with the Denver <laughs> airport. <laughs> Adam's too efficient, uh, and the show would be really short if I wasn't here. So periodically, I just just derail him to talk about jerking off on the bus. Yeah, we uh, need this so people get their money's worth. Canceled stand up comedy (laughs) routines about rednecks. (laughs) No, absolutely. I think uh, uh, it's the the best place for it. The symbolism isn't as convincing to me as the over budget stuff.
1: Right. The, The over budget, and just why do you need that much space? Space, like, why did it need to be in the middle of nowhere? Why yeah. did you
2: need it in the first place? It's not going to be cheaper. I mean, it's like you know, the vacant lot is a vacant lot. I mean, it's it, maybe there's a slight surcharge for proximity to Denver, but I mean, you've also got to ship millions of pounds of fucking building materials out right. there and p- bus all your labor back and forth.
1: And the the uh, the explanation at first when they were you know doing all of this underground work was that there was going to be this multi-million dollar automated baggage system that these tunnels were supposed to be designed for. And that never happened. Those never, like, they never worked.
2: And now and it's so just now two there's... teenagers throwing shit onto a fucking go-kart like it's always right. been.
1: <laughs> and so the the tunnels are, are still there. Uh, workers on the tunnels have reported evidence of bunker entrances and unexplained tunnels. There are actually about a 1,000 people who work in the various levels underneath the Denver airport, ferrying luggage among ticket counters, planes, and baggage claim areas in a pair of 7,000-foot-long tunnels that run alongside the airport's underground trains. These were not immediately ready to use upon the airport's opening. Airport workers have been known to don (laughs) lizard masks as pranks Uh, while the media are on tour. That's
2: just awesome
1: including one caught on camera by, by Fox 31 KDVR Denver in a video that has since been circulated, often uncredited as evidence of the underground lizard people's existence.
2: What, what are these trains and tunnels allegedly even for? Is it just to transport... Personnel and supplies, or yeah, I mean, it's are they just funneling the Cinnabon packets through there? Like, have you
1: like those in the tunnels are weird, like, even the tunnels have weird, like, artwork and they have those crazy fans that are used to propel the
2: the trains along. Are you you sure you're not thinking of Willy Wonka when they eat the (laughs) fizzy lifting juice?
1: That could be,
2: yeah, yeah, it's bizarre, yeah, it's super bizarre. Like, there's obviously something down there, they wouldn't have moved that much. I mean, the only thing that makes me feel like this is, uh, you know, there's plausible deniability is like with like government infrastructure projects, a lot of like stupid shit just gets like, you know. Someone pulls a favor and then this guy gets this contract and he tells them that they need an underground automated luggage system. Right. You know, so I can't tell if I hope this is real or not. I mean, I I know I'm not making the cut. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope it is like I I want this to be a real thing just because I want I want that moment because, you know, there's going to be like. Depending on what kind of disaster happens, there's gonna be like generations who are born down there.
2: Yeah. And they Ooh, finally have a bunch of like mole children.
1: Yeah, they finally realize there's something above the surface and they're like, Papa, what's up there? And he's like, It's a Sabaro, son. <laughs> Food court quality pizza.
2: That's so funny. Upper level. They go up there and, and he's like, Daddy, why is it seven dollars for a toothbrush? <laughs> <laughs> now this has gone from like a deep comedy about the nature of government to just us being traveling uh, comedians <laughs> that are just mad they didn't bring their own cliff bar.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's end by watching a quick clip of the Jesse Ventura, because Jesse Ventura, did you watch his Conspiracy Theory show? I didn't
2: know it existed until I watched this clip, but it's pretty amazing. It's
1: actually pretty great. No, I one, watched... no
2: better man to take us home than Jesse. No, no. Oh my God! You forget how bald and how ponytail Denver. he is.
0: That's nineteen so miles bald, farther so away than old Stapleton Airport, which seemed to be just fine. <laughs> and they didn't just lay down runways and build terminals. No. They've got enough fiber optic cables to cover a city.
1: Oh, a fueling
0: yeah. system that's much bigger than any airport would that's
1: ever need. That's weird
0: underground tunnels you can drive trucks through
2: maybe they're going to be using and people as shield it just
0: happens to be in the middle of a big flat vacant piece of land that's called my twice forehead the size of
2: <laughs> hey you got roasted, Jesse.
0: when Jesse arrives Jay Widener is there to meet him Welcome to
1: Denver, This to Denver old bullshit campaign campaign artist yeah flight. There's no such thing as a renowned 2012 conspiracy expert. No he conspiracy
2: looks like expert. a bootleg now, Richard are Dawkins. Are not hard to find.
1: Oh, so it's in this episode, I guess we were, were supposed terminal terminal. to be living in this thing by 2012.
0: The okay. Of oh, really? I remember the
2: my Freemasons history teacher telling us about 2012 in seventh grade society. when I was like, Accused Probably in ten, 10 or eleven, and just blew my mind. What <laughs> to, <extraterrestrials laughs>
0: to the new world order? It says new world airport commission. This is great. Yes, those are strange words. New <laughs> world airport commission. Yes. Who are they? That's actually the sixty-four million dollar question because we can't find that out.
1: Okay.
2: All right. We kind of just explained
0: no. that. What's around the corner? Ignored by thousands of travelers each day yet displayed in plain sight
2: we've seen what it the
0: hell is this <laughs> yeah. why would someone put this in well a I like
2: you always like reacting to this like what he didn't get a folder full of shit yeah. before the shoot <laughs> that's
0: the mother of all solar flares all the kids are crying and they're holding on and they're looking I mean this is literally almost a all
2: I did was try to read him a bedtime <laughs> story
0: destroyed by fire. Kids sit on my lap all the time. It's not
2: just <laughs> like Jesse Ventura it sounds both intimidating and like a complete imbecile. Yeah. <laughs> like he's <laughs> both threatening and also completely harmless. <laughs>
0: Motif of Mayan symbolism mixed in with this end of the world motif, which actually explains the purpose of Denver International. This guy like Denver knew like right
2: one good vocabulary word, which was motif. He's yeah, like that'll float the rest We've of this, this bullshit.
1: To and like, I get why me and you aren't interviewing the artist who painted these because we don't have the budget and the time to line shit like that up. Yeah. They, that. yeah. they could have done that. They could have talked to the this guy. Is, yeah. This part's fun. The
0: most
2: this is the an entrance America's fortress. Uh, into the Cheyenne Mountains, which apparently...
0: Where top officials to
2: I thought America's Fortress was Hillary Clinton's <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been open since Chelsea was born. Oh!
0: In a basement and all these people are refugees and the lord of death with the eagle and the AK47
1: is killing the dove of peace oh well the part this where we're letting refugees the into the country in the, the future doesn't seem realistic the at all
0: he's <laughs> already here 2012 bunkers. They
2: couldn't even make that guy look badass up, with that camera angle.
0: shocking confirmation of the doomsday plans. We probably will have the blast doors closed by the time you get here. So knocking on them will do me no good. You can knock all day long. <laughs> <laughs> <And just laughs> front's evidence that construction for the government's predicted apocalypse is still underway. What in the hell are those? <laughs> those are absolutely for a tunnel.
2: What's are, weird are, is that are, was
1: just a person wearing shoes. <laughs>
2: That just looked like big, big, you know, steel boxes. Those probably for irrigation, Jesse. <laughs> those are absolutely for a tunnel. Uh, you couldn't fit in those, Jesse. Yeah. It's not a tunnel. Jess- I wanted to call him by his first name to be. Is Jesse short for anything? I, I think, don't think no. so. Jessica? I don't know. Yeah. That'd be funny.
1: So, yeah, that's the Denver airport. I, I still,
2: I know. I could, like- um, this one is like, I if, I if I'm a Mythbusters, I rate it plausible.
1: Yeah, because especially the part like no one ever brings up that there's an entrance to these bunkers that's really heavily guarded. Like that, this is one of those things. Well, you're
2: you're going to heavily guard just about anything in an airport.
1: Well, yeah, that's but guarded by the military, which mm, even
2: then, yeah, that's I don't close. know if you can really get a rent a cop to guard a tunnel underneath, you know, yeah. an airport, which is you know basically a place where you, if you think about planes as weapons that you know that have been proof of concept hijacked before, like yeah. You don't have to try to debunk too hard, but, I mean, just the fact that it's so over budget, so sprawling, so out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, all the symbolism is fun. I don't know how incriminating that is, but, I mean, it certainly doesn't detract from the uh, the idea that it, there might be something down there. Yeah, and uh, I think
1: from from here, it's just a, a mission. the The mission in life is to just try and have Denver Airport bunker money before we die.
2: Yeah, that's really... That should be a tier on the Patreon is once we yeah. get to X a month, it's going to be, we'll get our, de- we'll get into the Club 33 the of the Club Apocalypse. Club 33
1: of the Apocalypse. <laughs> You're into
2: Club 33? I've never been. I got in once uh, when I was a kid. Oh, really? And, yeah, a friend of my dad's. Pretty pretty fucking swanky, man. Yeah. Stole so much shit with the logo on it.
1: I have a friend who is uh, on the, the track to maybe getting in. Oh, is it Travis Clark? It is Travis Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he's not supposed to talk about it. Because oh I brought it up God, on a podcast fuck once. Yourself, Travis, you're ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, maybe I'll get in with Travis someday.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. I feel like that's kind of like the like the uh, the minor league team for uh, Denver, <laughs> where you get Club 33, you yeah, know, and then you got to have like a Deltum Platinum member, you know, <laughs> and then you get that bunker. Yep, we got to get one.
1: All right, this was fun. Do we uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? This episode goes up uh, Monday.
2: Monday, uh, Mean Boys are on tour in Northern California, uh, I believe it's, it's something like August, 24th, th- firth? August 21st August August twenty first, twenty first, through the 28th, they're going pretty much all over NorCal, go on meanboyspodcast.com slash live shows for all the deets, and uh, listen to the podcast itself, goes out every Tuesday, scripted comedy podcast, basically a late night show in audio form, got some cool guests coming out, Gareth Reynolds, Kyle Canane mike lawrence on the book so uh yeah uh, it's a great podcast i think you'll like it we're on patreon so check us out
1: nice um come to our live show august 23rd at the alex theater in glendale 7 30 p.m doors open 8 p.m show starts it's a free show it'll be me mo mandel leah k janian jeff may quincy johnson and caitlin cut spicy yeah good lineup. Uh, Go to eventbrite.com and search Unpops. You can reserve a spot. It's free, but space will be limited. Subscribe to the rest of our podcasts on uh, patreon.com slash Unpops. $5 a month. Get everything we put out completely ad-free. Unless you count these plugs at the end. Those aren't going away, motherfuckers. And uh, I think that's it. Connor, say goodbye.
2: I'm eating a little cookie
1: right now. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you.